Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. Uh, If we haven't met before, my name is Andrew, and it's great. Great to see you. Great to have you here on this Pentecost Sunday. And today, um, we're going to be doing some things a little bit different in the way that the the service and the message is ordered. And uh, I'm going to jump straight into today's message on this special Pentecost Sunday. And the title of my message today is called Making Room and the waiting room. Turn to the person next to you and say, making room and the waiting room. Who knows that the last words that somebody says, the last words that you remember of that person, they carry weight. They're, they're memorable. For some people, that's a that's a good experience, the last thing that someone said to them. For others, it's, it's mixed. And today we're going to be starting at Jesus' last words before he ascended to heaven. Now, you know the story, or most of it, that uh, he came in flesh, in human flesh. He was fully God, fully human. He, he lived, he died, a faultless uh, offering for us. And then he was crucified on the cross and he rose again and then ascended to heaven. And before he ascended to heaven, here's what he said. These last and final words were taking note. He said, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The gift was the Holy Spirit, not a gift, the gift. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? So they were thinking, they were kind of saying, okay, God, what's, what's the plan? There was always this expectation that the nation, the kingdom of Israel, would return to its former glory under King David and would be a dominant power. And Jesus says to them, it's not for you to know the times or dates that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Isn't that powerful? In Luke, Jesus describes it as, wait and you will be clothed in power. There there will be something that happens that fundamentally changes you. And the title of my message, as I said, is Making Room and the Waiting Room. And Jesus' intent was always that he would make room for more. He would include. He would continue to do what he had done and and we would carry that message of inviting more people to belong to his kingdom, his way of doing things. 
Not an earthly kind of kingdom, not a nation in the way that we would understand that, but a spiritual kingdom. That was his plan. He, he said, I'm going to make room for more people. And the predominant way, the first thing he had to do is, was to free people from the bondage of sin to allow them to have a relationship. But he said, I'm, I'm going to include people. I want to make room for more. And here at City Lights, the way that we describe this uh, invitation that Jesus gives and, and what we're trying to do here is the family table. Family table is a place of belonging. It's a place of relationship. And as we grow, we extend the family table and we make room for more. And here's what Jesus is saying. I'm going to make room for more. I want you to be the ones to represent me. Jesus's plan was for us to be his witnesses, for us to actually presence him. The idea of being an ambassador. An ambassador represents a country or a kingdom. That's his plan for you and I. Not just for pastors but or spiritual professionals, quote unquote, but every single one of us to be loving and generous ambassadors of Jesus' kingdom. But he realized that we didn't have the capability within ourselves to do that. Who's tried their best in stages of their Christianity to do the right thing for Jesus and failed really badly? That's me. I'm first to put my hand up. You don't have to put your hand up. There's a, there's a wave out there. Thank you, sister. So Jesus knew that before we can make room for others, before we can make room for more, there's two things that need to happen. And the first thing that we need to do is to make room in every room of our hearts. Turn to the person next to you and say, make room in every room of our hearts. I'm very lucky to um, have married my best friend and we've been married for 18 years this year, which is a, a long time uh, and a good time for most of it. We've had, our, we've had our moments. We're still together. We're loving each other. And uh, we got married in Sydney and we set out to buy our first house in Sydney. And we looked at a whole bunch of different places on our budget. And I remember very vividly that we, uh, we went to look at this place. And from the outside, it looked quite nice. It was a uh, brick. I think it was about three bedrooms. Had a nice little yard, kind of like a, a normal kind of suburban house. And then when we went inside, that was a different story. Because inside this house, there were a couple of very large dogs that lived in the house and the air was kind of humid with this deep kind of like dog breath and the walls kind of looked, I know this is a little bit gross but stay with me here, the walls kind of, they kind of glistened with this kind of, it was, and then when you walk through you could hardly, going with a real estate agent, inspecting the house you could hardly open the doors there was things on different rooms and there was just clutter and boxes and 
and clothes everywhere. And so we were walking along, having a look at the different bedrooms, and I'm a very optimistic person. I'm pretty much like, you know, like, yeah, we can, we can make this work, and, uh, you know, we'll probably just have to, like, knock this wall down or get a gurney and, and stuff like that, probably optimistic to a fault. And so we're going along, and we're getting this, this tour, and we come to this room, and on the door of this room is like a deadbolt, but it's an internal door. And we say, hey, can we, can we have a look at this room? And the real estate agent says, no, I'm sorry, you, you can't have a look at, at this room. And so at that moment, we're like, okay, this is a little unusual. Like, the other rooms weren't very presentable. What could be going on there? Who, who is in there? Like, what kind of animals or guns or I don't know. And so you're speculating. Do you know that in our hearts, our hearts are like a home? And in our hearts, if we were to invite the Holy Spirit to tour our homes, sometimes some things are not that presentable, but you, you can go in and you can kind of look and, and he's generous. But sometimes we get to a room and the Holy Spirit walking with us he comes to the door of the room and he says to us, what about that room? Can I go in there? Is there any space for me in this room? And do you know what we often say? No, you can't go in that room. There's, there's something going on there that, that I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but I, it's, it's something that I'm not ready to show. I'm not allowed I, I can't allow you, I don't, for whatever reason, sometimes we don't even know why. Sometimes we don't trust God. And the Holy Spirit, the first thing that he wants us to do is to make room in every room of our hearts. He wants us to be able to open the door, every door. Do you know what? He can be trusted. When he comes, he brings life. When he comes, he brings energy. When he comes, he freshens. He gives us the power to transform. I wonder what it is. I wonder if we were to be honest and say, hey, is there some space in our heart that we've said is off limits from God? You know, quite often we create our own version of Christianity, which is kind of a bit of a like a... Who remembers, I'm showing my age a little bit, like the pick and mix, like you've got the, the different lollies and you're like, hey, God, God's like, hey, I want to give you a party mix. And you're like, no, God, don't give me the party mix. Let me create my own. I'll kind of, I'll kind of let me choose. So, God, I'm, I'm happy that you help me with my family. But, but I, when it comes to asking me to forgive someone, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Like, I, I, I'm happy that you, you know, that you help me in my workplace and, and when I want to pray that you want to listen. But what about the other things that he's calling? Sometimes letting go of things from our past. Sometimes in terms of our finances. Sometimes in terms of sexuality. And anything, we want to still retain control. And the Holy Spirit saying, hey, let me in. 
Let me in to every room. I don't know if you've got a room in your house that when people come over is the room that you kind of throw things in. Has anyone got one of those rooms? Oh, this, this is a big, big response here, a big amen. That's sometimes what it's like. We've got some, a room. I remember that before we had kids that filled every bedroom, we had a room and it had a, like a, a treadmill and some boxes and there was this room that we kind of wanted to put stuff and sometimes it was things that we were procrastinating over. Sometimes it was things that we just, we hadn't prioritized and it was just cluttered. Sometimes in our hearts, in the rooms of our hearts, the Holy Spirit, they're not bad things, but they're just things that are stopping you from moving forward. And the Holy Spirit says, hey, I'm pretty good. He's described as the helper. He said, let me help you organize the rooms of your heart. Let me in. And that's what he wants to do. Before we can make room for others, there are two things that happen. The first one is that we need to make room in every room of our hearts. Right now, for 10 seconds, what do you think? I'm not going to ask you to share this with anybody, but what's the Holy Spirit putting in your heart about where you need to open up, where you need to make room? Because he wants to speak to you individually. And he can be trusted. He brings life. He brings light. He opens the blinds. He opens the windows. He lets freshness, the fresh wind of the Spirit to come in. Make room in every room of our hearts. That's the first thing. The second thing is that the waiting room is preparation for making room. So Jesus says, I want to clothe you with power. I want to give you the gift. But first of all, you need to wait and I don't know about you, but I don't like waiting. I prefer to have everything instantly. Yes? Can I get a witness? Yeah? So you'll see, some of you notice I've got a thumb injury. And uh, I did that, slipped over the driveway and kind of like grinded it open on Pebble Creek. And I had to go to the doctors. I left at 10.30 at night. And uh, I got home at 3.30 in the morning. So that's a pretty long time, right? And so I had a recent waiting room experience. And so I'm very grateful for our hospital system. We've got an incredible system, probably one of the best in the world. Didn't cost me anything. Great medical care. And so no complaints. But I was there for a long time and things started to, I think they were maybe a little understaffed, quite busy. When we got to about 2 o'clock, people started to get a little bit agitated because there were lots of people in the waiting room. Now, the complication for me, one complication for me is there was it also a gentleman called Andrew Sharp. And uh, my name is Andrew Scott. And they kept calling Andrew Sharp. And I kept like hearing that and kind of standing up and kind of going over. And then it was this other guy. And so after a while in the waiting room, when someone would get called that wasn't actually people were coming in with more serious conditions, uh, which is appropriate. And so people in the main group weren't getting called and so there started to be every time someone was called this audible groan and these so they would call us and they're like oh and then you know andrew sharp would get called and the lady next to me was like started this conspiracy theory and she's like i bet he's taking your spot i bet he's just standing up and i was like it's okay i'm pretty sure they got 
But we have these waiting room experiences. But what we need to know is that part of the heart transformation process is the waiting room. And in the waiting room is where we build expectancy and desire. Let me just show you real quick here. This is what it means uh, in the Old Testament. The word picture for waiting on the, the Lord is this. It's a rope that is being held in tension. And so God wants to invite us to hold this tension of expectancy. Sometimes we can let that tension go and we can give up. But in this time, what Jesus invites the, uh, the people to wait on him, what he invites us to do is to wait, to learn how to hold that tension, to say, hey, I, I'm not kind of where, where I need to be. I'm not experiencing everything that I, that I know that you have for me, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold this tension. I think that that's going to encourage some of you, that picture. What does it mean to, to wait on God? Let me show you this picture on the screen. It's a picture of a, a boat with a sail. Now that boat there, if it was about to set out on a long journey, the people could jump in, they could get a pair of oars and they could go as hard as they could, but how far would they get? Not very far at all. Here's an idea and a picture of what it means to wait on the Lord is to learn how to hoist a sail, is to learn how to position yourself, that you realise that the, the journey that you're doing, the journey of life is not done by physical strength, it's not done by rowing, but it's learning to lift a sail and position yourself to catch the wind of the Spirit. That's how the Holy Spirit is defined. He's defined as wind. And so when we learn how to position ourselves, how to hoist a sail, that's how we can learn what it is to wait. I'm going to invite Naomi back uh, to the keyboard. As I said, it's going to be a little different today. What we're going to do right now is we're going to take just a couple of minutes just to wait on the Lord. And so in this time, as I said, this may be new to you, what we realize about the power of the Holy Spirit, we don't put our concentration face on. It's a gift. It's the gift. If it was something that you earned, it ceases to be a gift, doesn't it? it he doesn't say the Holy Spirit is a reward. He says it is the gift, meaning the best thing that God could give you, the best thing, what Jesus died for. Jesus says, it's better that I go because you will have the presence, my presence within you, God within you. Now, I don't know what your run up to today is. I don't know your life circumstances. I don't know the condition of your relationships of your finances, of conflict in your life, the level of trouble or the level of joy, the level of blessing. But here's what we learn to do in following Jesus. We learn to receive. So your 
best day and your worst day neither qualifies you or disqualifies you for what God wants to give you. And I believe that the Holy Spirit can restore in a moment when you say, hey, every, every room of my heart, that thing that you've been holding on to, that hurt, the way someone hurt you, and they, they did the wrong thing, the way you hurt someone else and you can't forgive yourself, whatever it is, relationships, in husbands and wives being restored in Jesus' name. So what we're going to do is we're going to wait. What I'd, We're just going to put our hands out, just like we were going to receive a gift. And if you're anything like me, you're, in this moment, your mind will start to wander. And so you just bring it back. Bring it back and say, God, I'm focusing on you. Just a couple of minutes. It's a different thing. It's an unusual thing but it's a wonderful thing. Holy Spirit, we wait on you. We wait on you. We wait on you. Stay in this moment. Stay in this moment. Just open up. As I said, some of you might be new to this, but just say, hey, Holy Spirit, what do you want to what do you want to say to me? What do you want to speak to me? tour of the rooms of your heart say Holy Spirit this one's painful this one's a little hidden I'm not proud of this one but I'm going to crack the door because I know that when you come you'll bring love thank you God thank you God Come Holy Spirit. If you want to say that for yourself, you can. Come Holy Spirit. We wait on you, God. 
Come, Holy Spirit. picture of the Holy Spirit hovering over some of you new creation healing bringing life creating thank you God thank you God thank you Lord I want to encourage us that life tries to set the pace for us. Who knows that the busyness of life, it tries to set the pace for us. But God's presence, He has a different pace. He brings a, a peace. He enables us. He gives us power to do the things that we can't. And so this is part of what it means to learn to follow Jesus is to practice this idea of waiting on God. Sometimes we, we're like, I can't wait because I've got this list of things to do. And Jesus is like, hey, just wait on me. Trust me with every area of your life. Trust me with the things that you need to do and learn to start from my presence. I'm going to take about 10 more minutes to, uh, to talk about some really exciting and important stuff. And then we'll be, uh, we'll be finished on normal time, as I said, a different, a different schedule, a different pace today. I want to read from Acts 2, 42 to 47. And we're going to start to talk about making room for others. This is a, a picture. There's a sequence here. There's this promise. And Jesus says, there's a promise. I want you to make room. I want you to include others. But first... Be clothed with power. Be filled with the presence and power of the Spirit. And this is a, a picture of the early church. And it's a picture that is, I think, is very real to me. When I think about this church, what it is, what it is becoming, the type of connection founded on relationship. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. These are the early church and to fellowship to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I think this is such an encouraging and life-filled picture of a people who have been empowered by the presence of God. You see, there's a generosity of relationship, a generosity of time and resources and finances. And today uh, we are uh, choosing to uh, launch our first ever building fund in response to this. And we're calling it the Legacy Offering. 
And our legacy offering is where we respond to what God has given us by stepping out in faith and obedience to give generously and make room for more. So before we go to that next one, you can stay. Make room for more. One of the things that I've talked about is that we see our church like a family table. A family table, in the family table, we want to grow by extending the family table. That's how we grow. We're different than uh, fine dining where you have customers and uh, where you have staff. That's not our heart. In a family table, everyone enjoys and everyone contributes. One of the things that I said when we think about our church is that we always need to think one size too big. I've shared the story about when I go uh, shoe shopping for my boys which and, and my daughter, they grow so rapidly. I'm always buying one size too big. And so for us, uh, we're starting this uh, legacy offering and we've chosen to start on Pentecost Sunday because it's the birth of the church. And God wants His church to continue to grow and His kingdom to continue to grow and expand and take ground. And so we're believing this year uh, to take up an offering of $100,000. Now that sounds like a, uh, a big amount, and it is kind of big, um, but I'll tell you about how you can be involved in a minute. But the main thing that we want to do is we want to prepare for a permanent venue of our own. Some of you are just new to our church. Uh, in July last year, not even a year ago, we jumped in this venue and we were half this size. And God has just continued to uh, send us amazing people so that we can continue to grow. And our heart is that we would have financial readiness to prepare for our own venue. We're not quite ready to do that, but we need the finances to make sure that when we find something, that we can go ahead and secure that. Our heart for that is that it is both a spiritual and a community hub. It's both a place where we can hang out, we can have fun, we can do all kinds of things, uh, but also a place of prayer, a place of spiritual relationships and discipleship, a place for our youth, a place for different things during the week. That's our heart. So 100,000, it's a big amount. I don't know if you've, some of you are new to this whole church thing. This may be the first time you've ever seen something like this. And um, we want you to know that Beck and I are the first to give towards this. We're not asking anybody to do something that we are not doing. And so uh, we are contributing to this. And also um, my mum and dad, John and Catherine, who aren't here, they're visiting uh, my uh, grandma, my nan in Tamworth. Uh, dad has uh, contributed to that as well. And he wanted me to tell you this. He says, uh, he's over 70 now. He says, I've been giving uh, in faith for over 50 years and I'm not going to stop now because I know that God is faithful. And here's what we are uh, asking people that call City Lights their home church to pray and to give an amount in faith. It doesn't matter what that amount is. We just want you to be a part of it. Now, by the grace of God, we've got 100,000 as a target. Uh, coming in today, we already have um, 
$35,000 of that, which is a great start. So we're looking for $65,000. How is that going to happen? I don't know. I would love for you to be a part of it in a small way, in any way, to pray about it. Just to say, hey, I'm in this to leave a legacy for the next generation. I'm thinking about all our beautiful newborns that we have in the life of the church. All our little babies, Sadie and, and uh, Adeline and, and little Luna. And little, uh, yeah, they're all there. And uh, little Mason and little Jonas. We're thinking about a legacy for them. I'm thinking about this church going beyond just my influence, my time here, and continuing to reach and reach more people in the city of Brisbane. Because who knows, there's a whole bunch of people who don't know Jesus, and we believe in the power of Jesus. So we're going to be taking up that offering over the next couple of weeks. As I said, here's what I'd love for you to do. If you call City Lights home, ask God, what could I contribute? And give that in faith. What does it mean to give something in faith? When you give something in faith, you say, Hey God, I'm giving this. I pray that it will accomplish what we wanted. I pray that it will be increased. I pray that it will go further than my actual dollars. And also, giving in faith is, is believing that God will supply your every need. And He does do that. And I know that. So you can give online um, as well. There's a box up the back. If you're giving online, just put the words legacy in there. Can we pray into that? Yeah. Can we believe? As I said, I don't know exactly how that's going to happen, but I'm really excited that it will happen and excited to celebrate. So Jesus, we thank you for this overflow of generosity. God, we're not striving. We're not pushing. We're not demanding. Lord, but we're going forward in rest. We're going forward in faith. We're seeking you. We want to hear your voice. And we want to continue to expand your kingdom. We want to make room for more. Lord, we think about the people that don't yet know Jesus that we're going to meet in the next couple of uh, weeks, months, years, even decades. And Lord, we're preparing for them. We're praying for them. We're preparing... uh, a new venue for them. And so, Lord, we speak faith and life over that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. A couple of things just to finish. Uh, This Tuesday night from 7.30 to 8.30 at Mitchelton at the YWAM base, we've got what we call our presence night. This is a time of praise and worship and impartation. And uh, we just have space and freedom. We'd love to invite you along to that. Kids are welcome to that. And uh, that's going to be happening soon. Uh, so that's this Tuesday, 7.30 till about 8.30 on uh, Tuesday night. Also, uh, this Friday night, we have our youth hangs. And uh, we've got some, these guys are doing a great job, uh, youth. And that's also at the YWAM base at Mitchelton. You can see Sarah. Uh, for that or Twinkie or Mercy or any of our youth that are there. Uh, So that's coming up soon. Final thing, um, in about 10 minutes, we're going to start what we call Hello City Lights, which is about a 20-minute session just about the vision and uh, the story and vision of City Lights. 
And so that's just held just up here on the deck. And uh, it's a chance to find out a little bit more. And also you can ask some questions. Awesome. Well, right now, our team is going to come. And um, yeah, Rebecca wants to say something. Cool. Um, before we go, uh, just uh, Carmel has, has shared a, a word that she believes that God wants to free someone from anxiety. We're going to take 20 minutes to pray. Uh, 20 minutes, 20 seconds. 20 minutes, buckle your seatbelts. Everyone's like, <gasps> 20 seconds. Jesus, uh, we just thank you for your power. Anyone who's struggling with anxiety, Lord, we just pray a release of your spirit right now. New creation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We will see you next week. Um, yeah, our team's going to bring some food around to you and some tea. So good that you're here. God bless. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community.